underneath a golf ball. It's uh, supposed to be a breakfast ball. Is that from that uh, bachelor party that you went on during election week where you uh, rigged all of the votes in North Carolina? Uh, it's not from it, but I got it before before that uh, before that event. That it's a for you non golfers. It's a golf term where you get a second shot on the first hole. You call it a little breakfast ball. Got warm up. Got breakfast ball. So you get this second shot on the first hole. That means that you're not teeing off first, but you're teeing off second. No, sorry, sorry. Excuse me. You get a second shot on the fir- on the first, like on the first. Oh, uh, it's a mulligan. Not quite, because like technically a mulligan. You have to take it. It's more like a, oh, you hit your first shot. Maybe you're in like the first cut, a little bit right, a little bit left. On the first hole, you go, ah, oh, I'm going to take my breakfast ball. I didn't realize until after college that that's why so many sports bars are called mulligans because it means to take another shot. So I felt really stupid. Oh, wow. wow. The uh, the secret to Irish pub branding yeah. has just been uh, broken by toilet. Sorry. Sorry for all those college lads out there who just thought there was a strong Irish presence in their community. There was, we actually had, uh, one of the names we had listed for the male Corgi that we just got last week was Mulligan. I wonder whose idea that was. Voted down after Bryson or (laughs) (laughs) Reed. DeChambeau. Uh, I'm actually just going to name my dog Patrick Reed. Welcome to a Midwest podcast where we appropriate golf culture as three white men in their 30s and almost 30s. My name is Toilet. <laughs> uh, my name is Luke. <laughs> and I'm Sack. We're going to get out all that dead air at the start of the podcast. We always like to start with five seconds of dead air. Exactly. That's why this is professional radio. That's why they pay us um, the big bucks, guys. <laughs> Audio engineer, Luke. <laughs> Should we start with the Masters with some more golf talk? Yeah, the Masters happened. Golf talk. Hey, here's some golf talk. Did you guys realize the Masters is racist? No, not Augusta National Golf Club. No, Are you sure about what? that? No, not Augusta. Condoleezza Rice is a member there. Therefore, ipso facto, not racist. A Republican Secretary of State is a uh, member there. Checkmate. And a man from Japan just won it. So, yeah, it definitely cannot be a racist event. Um, but I didn't realize that like the term master is inherently racist, obviously referring to master and slave. Uh, so like the master bedroom actually derives from like uh, like slave times. Like that's where the master had their bedroom kind of thing, which I never realized until today when I brought in pimento cheese dip trying to be a nice guy to a meeting and then realized that I had walked and inserted myself directly into a conversation about race totally I mean, confronts race in the workplace i mean we're, we're starting off really strong here so did everybody realize that the pimento cheese dip was a dish that's inherently associated with the masters tournament no so i had to explain that and then the pc police said did you realize that the masters is actually a race a, a a racial term and i did not know that but after 10 seconds of wikipedia research the founder of uh the the golf course said as long as i'm alive the golfers will be white and the caddies will be black so i'm not i I screw that guy (laughs) i don't know i always like associated that particular term with like it being a major 
as opposed to like necessarily that connotation. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, we're starting off strong today. Well, I mean, cancel culture. <laughs> cancel I mean, the masters. Toilet, you're about to be canceled because I believe you own master's degrees. Oh, and you just no. have degrees in being a master then? Oh, no. I mean, um, I mean, Luke and I are just, we just have bachelor's degrees. We just frat so hard. Just batch just it up. Batch, batch boys. Uh, so we got to come up with a new name for the masters. I'm thinking the Patrick Reed Invitational. Um, the Augusta Invitational. The $2 beer tournament. $2 beer tournament would be a great name. Pimento Cheese Invitational. <laughs> yeah. What, what is it? The Magnolia Invitational. What, what oh, are some of those the, other players? Uh, uh, Azalea Area mm, the Invitational. Azalea area. Love it. Um, the um, uh, softly played piano music at 4 p.m. on a Saturday is sleep dun, dun, on the couch dun, time. Dun, dun, dun. Everybody's you... blocked off nap time. Matt, uh major tournament do you guys think the birds were piped in were the birds natural or do they inflate the bird numbers this year dog i've got to tell you as someone who sleeps with the tree right outside your bedroom outside of his bedroom uh, i mixed up my pronouns there i've got birds outside my bedroom needless to say i've got a bunch of finches who are up tweeting at like three o'clock in the morning because there are street lights and their circadian rhythms all fucked up so their day begins like hours before the crack of dawn it's just tweet tweet tweedly dee all the we time have, we have a no man's land between our backyard and the school that like abuts our property and there are so many freaking birds back there they and they start luke just like you said they start at like three in the morning they're waking the up they're waking huck up too is it not nice bird sounds is it like aggressive bird That's... like squawking it's not no, squawking. they're they're nice. They're nice bird sounds. It's just like, it's one of those things that when it wakes you up and you notice it, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to go back to bed. So maybe that's the the master's PTSD. The birds will just wake you up if they start tweeting. What gives me PTSD squawking. about birds tweeting is I haven't done this in a very long time. But when you are getting drunk at night and you're staying up so late and you're hanging out outside until you start to hear the birds start tweeting and you're like, oh, shit, it's like long <laughs> overdue for me to go to bed. When you're hanging out in your back patio, arguing geopolitical like politics yes. and your landlord's husband comes down and it's like, hey, maybe you guys should go to bed right now. I'm about to go to work. <laughs> yeah at that point it's probably time to go to bed how about the allegra invitational since there are so many blooming flowers ah, and pollen yes, all over yes. the place um well i wanted to brag really quick i was able to watch the masters this week because i have free television have you guys heard of antenna television uh wow you mean like our toilet ad toilet figures out fcc communications <laughs> a 30 year old figures out antenna television so i grew up on cable and i had no idea that antenna television exists so anyone out there for all three of you people <laughs> who are small brained like me you could just go to menards and buy an antenna and plug it into your coax cable and point a device towards the city of chicago your and skull. you get free <laughs> Television two through thirty two, baby. Free TV. It's free. It's free real estate. Free. It's free real estate. So it actually has the real channels on it. CBS is two. NBC is five. Uh, channel twenty six is the U, and Fox is thirty two. Yeah, it, there's some like weird stuff going on where sometimes it's like a twenty eight point two or something. Yeah, like that's that. strange. 
which is weird, but again, it's free. It's absolutely F R E E. That spells free. Do you, do you get uh do you get PBS too? Oh yeah. Oh, and you're not paying for it? Not you just pay- you just you just cop to fraud. Yep, not well, paying you, for you it. You had to pay for the antenna. I had to pay for the antenna. I'm sure there's probably some tax they charge on the antenna that's supposed to go to PBS or something. But how many like okay, so am I what percentage of people in our age range know that antenna television exists? Because so, I actually had one when Katie and I lived in our North Center apartment before we bought, uh, before we got Sling TV. We actually had an antenna that was left over from from the landlord who was living in there before. It's like one of those HD antennas. The problem is, is like, do you do, toilet? Do you put yours outside? Like, do you put it? Or is it just inside your house? Mine is mounted in a window, pointed towards the. Okay. City. See, yeah, we had to we had to like shove ours into a window, and then only periodically would it work. But my in laws they use one, and my father in law has actually like attached it to his roof, so he gets like perfect perfect picture for NASCAR. He's got a TV on aerial Sundays. on his roof. Your neighbors are going to absolutely love you if you start to put up a TV aerial on your roof. I'm sure. I'm not. Just no, I'm not. Do, I'm not delighted. doing it. I have YouTube TV like a normal person. No. But my father-in-law has a a uh, uh, HD HD uh, antenna on top of his house that he's put that he went up there and put up himself and attached it to his own roof and fed the cable down. Okay, so toilet is not made of money, and the queen's not coming over to watch the masters at my house. So I bought a twenty dollar antenna, and I have free <laughs> two through thirty two, baby. So suck on those. Yeah, you'll get you'll get you'll get uh, football too. Yeah, I'm effing pumped. The only thing I don't get is ESPN, which is the only other channel I really want. Well, and it's all it's all liberal blue check stuff. Spike nowadays, TV for so. the man show. Man Spike show. TV. Yeah. Um, well, you're, you're going to get you're going to get ABC Seven, and you get to watch Wipeout with Boom. John Cena. And no, that's on TBS. That's on TBS. Never mind. Wow. It's What's on the TBS Rob, now. Is there a Rob Riggle golf show? Go- goofy Rob, ball. Stop ridiculous it. ball. Stop it. Riggle ball. <laughs> ridiculousness. Oh, ridiculousness on MTV. Oh no. That's all they show on MTV have now. You too. Seen, <laughs> have you seen an MTV sk- programming schedule? It is insane. Twenty-four hours of ridiculousness. It's 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 like twenty. It's like twenty-two and a half hours of ridiculousness in like and maybe an hour of paid programming from like two to three, and then a couple of music videos from I don't know, like who's popular right now, like Dua Lipa, Billie Eilish. Well, yeah. actually, uh, MTV just today announced that they're renewing Double Shot at Love with DJ Pauly D and Vinny for the third season. So they've got that type of original programming now. The 16th season of Jersey Shore and its spinoffs. Um, congratulations to the network executive who thought like, hmm, Shot at Love it with Tealic Tequila turned out really well for everybody who participated in it. Nobody had a major psychotic break after that. Let's do that with uh, DJ Pauly D and Vinny from the Jersey Shore. Pass. Um, Luke, you got a lot of topics on the uh, docket here. You want to? Uh, where do you want to start? Can we start with Worst Days in the Office? We had some reading. We had some homework to do. Um, sure, we can go ahead and get started there. Um Let me just pull it up here a little bit. So I wrote this a couple weeks ago in light of the news story with the um, MV Evergiven 
the the um, container ship that was caught diagonally in the Suez Canal. All time uh, bad day at work for that guy. Definitely an all time bad day for that guy. Um, they got it unstuck. Um, it was actually just released today that the Egyptian government has seized the ship and is holding it until uh, the company that owns the Ever Given pays off a billion dollar liability for keeping the Suez Canal <laughs> closed. <laughs> so their bad luck is just continuing to occur. That ship is never getting to Rotterdam. Um, so that guy certainly had a bad day. I mean, words of the wise, don't drive your like massive, like, 214 gross ton container ship into like a 40 knot headwind what what do you think that could have been filled with that would have like just crippled the current economy like do you think it's filled with like like nfts or something like that or like hot shots i know that you're joking but like there was a like serious threat of another toilet paper shortage because a lot of that moves through global shipping in that fashion so like that very well could have like shattered the paper products market in Europe and like part of North America. Shout out to the Suez Canal being the second most popular canal. Can you guys think of any other canals? Panama, Erie. Oh, Erie Canal. The Ear Canal. The Ear Canal. The Birth Canal. Am I right? Getting gynecological. No, what is it, Toilet? That's no, that's that. I couldn't think of any other ones. But shout out to Vaginal Births. You guys are heroes. Okay, shut up. <laughs> Thank you for singing that's that That's like song. 1920s Civilian Conservation Corps propaganda on the Erie Canal. Um, so I was thinking about like some other places um, where people have had really bad days in the office. Um, and we could either Ooh, go... Chernobyl? Uh, certainly Chernobyl. Um, we could either go really dark to start this, or we could start with sports. Where would you like to go? Well, uh, I just yelled Chernobyl, so let's just go to sports. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I was thinking about sports, and I was like, okay, so who has had the worst day at the office, so to speak, in sports? Because, for example, we just got finished talking about golf. Like, if you're a golfer and you have, like, a really bad day, just, like, a miserable day, you post, like, a plus 26 and you miss the cut. Like, you're not going to have, like, the person who, like, you know, misses a putt on 18 to lose the Masters isn't having the worst day of all time at the office, right? Um, and even in like many team sports, it's really hard to stand out for having an individually bad day. So of course I needed to turn to baseball. Um, and what position is lonelier in baseball, um, than that, which sits right out in the middle of the field. And that is the pitcher. Mm. Um, so I was thinking like, okay, so which pitchers had like some of the worst outings in MLB history? Um, the first one that came up was, and this is modern era, so uh, grain of salt here. On May 18, 2018, Dylan Bundy took the mound for the Baltimore Orioles against the Kansas City Royals. In 28 pitches, Bundy gave up a single, two walks, and four home runs, equating to seven <laughs> earned runs before recording a single out. 
Um, his performance was so bad that it's actually impossible to calculate ERA on his performance because he didn't record an out and you can't even divide by like the 0.1 or one third that that stat requires. Um, Dylan sounds like, doing a clean, okay, sounds like a clean slate to me for Dylan. Yeah, yeah. you divide by zero. That's what is that? It's, what do you get? Uh, I I think it means it's guy. yeah undiv- uh, it's uh, uh, undefined hashtag, hashtag NA like in Excel. Undefined ERA it, exclamation point pound sign div question yeah. mark yeah <laughs> that that's it. Um. It would eventually be recorded against your ERA over the course of the season, but for that day, I mean, not the worst thing. And again, that's only one inning, so I was like, "Okay, let's let's take a who can top of, that? Who can, who can top that?" And I thought, like, "Okay, who has had the worst complete game in MLB history? Like, what factors needed to combine for somebody like not just to have like a bad day at the mound, but for the manager not to pull them?" Um, and for that, we need to turn the clock back to 1912 when the Detroit Tigers squared off against the Philadelphia Athletics. Luke, you don't have a you don't have a 1912 radio voice going for this. 1912. 1912. The 1912. The Detroit Tigers are playing the Philadelphia Athletics. It's very Greenbergian of you. In a game on May 15th, 1912, Ty Cobb was suspended after jumping into the stands to fight a fan who had lost his hand in a factory accident after the fan called Ty Cobb the N-word while heckling him. Congratulations to racism pioneer Ty Cobb on finding the most racist way to fight someone for saying the (laughs) N-word. Um in solidarity, the rest of Ty Cobb's teammates voted to strike an objection to the suspension, meaning that the Tigers needed to find like an entirely new squad of guys before uh, taking the field in their next series. And obviously, this is 1912 to the extent that the which they had like a farm system. I'm not necessarily sure, but those guys weren't like a flight away. They were like a multi-day train ride steamer trunk, like horse and buggy horse and buggy away. So to find players to replace their, uh, I, I guess, striking team, the coaching staff drove around North Philadelphia picking up young, able-bodied men to play baseball <laughs> with the promise of getting paid $50 a day for the trouble. Um, mm. I think I'd be good about picking able-bodied young men. Look, if some guy <laughs> drove up to my house and I was like standing on a street corner or whatever... And like with inflation, that's $1,300. Someone was like, hey, do you want like $1,300 to come play for the Cubs? I think like this is probably a cartel kidnapping, but I can't pass up this opportunity. (laughs) Just to make yourself an ass in front of like 40,000 people for 1,300 bucks. Sign me up. Sign me up. I'm a legend. Sign me up. Legends never die. Um, So... Enter Alan Travers, who is a 20-year-old junior at St. Joseph's College in Philadelphia, a violinist in the student orchestra who had never started a baseball game in his life. Uh, Despite this, that very day, Travers found himself taking the mound in front of 15,000 fans to make his major league debut against a warmed-up, back-to-back champion murderer's row lineup of hitters. And when I say murderer's row lineup of hitters, 
these guys have some of the old timiest baseball names. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So Travers pitched to some of the best players of the era, including Frank Home Run Baker, Eddie Collins, and best of all, Stuffy McInnes. <laughs> hey, uh, what, what what nickname can we give to the McInnes kid over there? Well, I don't know. How about we call him Stuffy? Uh, um, that's also, I forgot to mention that the uh, head of the AL who banned Ty Cobb for a game uh, for going into the stand and fighting fans was literally named Bancroft Ban Johnson. So Frank, uh, Frank home run Baker hall of famer. Put some respect on his name, put some respect on his name. And then stuffy McGinnis, not a hall of famer. Uh, uh, Oh, and, uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Eddie Collins hall of famer. Yeah. So he's basically like going up against Casey at the bat, like the 1950 Yankees. And I don't know if you guys have ever had this thought thought go through your mind, but um, this is like a wild delusion that I think every kid has, where if you like bring your baseball glove to a game, like there's like some inkling in the back of your mind that if like some player gets hurt, that they're not going to turn to the bench and it's going to be like, no, you, we need somebody to fill in, come in off the stance. We need an extra person. There's a great, there's a great Simpsons joke on that, Luke, where Homer, he's, they're going to the Super Bowl and he's like, oh, I've always dreamt of going to the Super Bowl. And it shows like a dream in his head and the quarterback gets hurt. And it's like a Tom Landry looking coach. He's like, oh man, our quarterback's hurt. We got to have somebody come in, like points to Homer in the stands. He goes, hey, you get your, get your hand off my wife's leg. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know I totally agree. I, as a kid who used to bring his baseball mitt to every game, I can tell you there's part of me that wished that like I was the one who got to go out there and like be the kid at batting practice who stands behind the net and like short center field, just about like 40 feet beyond second base who just catches every ball that isn't hit out of the park and puts it back into the bucket. Like, yeah, definitely a dream. Well, Alan, Alan got that dream met, and then a little <laughs> and then, then a some. Little more. <laughs> what was Alan's stats that day? Okay, so for reasons known only unto themselves, the coaching staff um, also mystery solved why do coaches wear uh, the uniforms in baseball because they called their own number in this game too and made appearances on the yes. field. Yes. <laughs> um, they left Travers in for all eight innings. <laughs> Uh, he pitched a complete game, not a full nine innings. This is one of the ones where I guess they call slaughter roll. I, uh, well, it probably ran out of uh, daylight. Or something like that. Um, his final pitching line was 26 hits, 24 runs, seven bases on balls, and one strikeout. Um, That's what it stood out to me. Who got who struck out <laughs> against this guy? Well, apparently, Somebody who was bunting. Apparently, like... He caught a couple people off guard because he was basically only throwing EFIS pitches. <laughs> the coaches told him not to throw fastballs because they thought they were going to kill someone on the field. So they were just like slow pitch it to them and like let them hit it. And, you know, we'll just like try and get ground outs or something like that. Um, what stood out to me was that on like 
24 total runs. He only had 14 earned runs, which means that the fielding must have been sloppy behind him. So not mm. all of this solely rests on Alan well, Travers. Well, how good do you think are the amateur baseballists of the northern Philadelphia area of 1913? You mean the street toughs in leather jackets <laughs> that they picked up to play this game? Do you think they drew red vines or something to figure out who had to pitch because they knew that guy was going to be screwed? No, he, he he offered to do it because they paid him double. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nobody wanted to do it. So they had to pay the pitcher double because they knew that they were just going to get embarrassed. That's a bad day at the office. What did he do for – he was a student, right? Did it say, like, what he did in his life after, like – yeah, um, I was going to say, because of the weirdness involved in this game, it's like ripe with baseball tri- trivia tidbits. Um, so Alan Travers was a student at the time, but after this abysmal performance, took a life of penance and is the only Catholic priest to ever oh, play yeah. in an MLB game. He's a nice. Jesuit. Shout out, AMDG. Let's go. Shout out, Jesse's. Um, Wow. That's... uh. That's just a wild story. This is the kind of stuff that Kip, Tim Kirchin could just write an entire there's, well, there's even, play about. There's even more to this, too. Luke, did you read the like bottom of this? There was like some dude who's Deacon McGuire yeah. who was like almost 50, and he ended up playing in this game. And by doing so, he, had, he registered an appearance in this season, which meant mm-hmm. that he had registered – uh, or, yeah, the unplanned appearance raised McGuire's career total to 26 major league seasons, a record that wouldn't be surpa- surpassed until 1993 by Nolan Ryan, which is kind of crazy to think Nolan Ryan played for 26 seasons. I mean, he must have started pitching when he was like 14 or something. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Um, that also means that Deacon McGuire was the last player born during the Civil War to play in an MLB game. It's crazy. He recorded uh-huh. two fielding assists in the game, too, for a career total of 1,859, which remains the all-time <laughs> fielding fielding assists for a catcher. That's a, like a weird score quirk, too. Yeah, I know. There's like so much here, too. Uh, one of the other replacement players, like one of the other guys that they went and picked off the street was a guy named Billy Mareg, who would then enter the minor league si- system and play one other MLB appearance. So like of the guys that they just happened to pluck off the street, one of them was actually good enough to make the majors for a cup of coffee, but was more famous because he got wrapped up in the 1919 Black Sox scandal where they started to pay players and he used his inroads in the MLB to do that. So sliding doors, butterfly effect situation. One of these guys, they pull off the streets, gets involved in the MLB. I just knocked uh, inside Mackin off the desk. I'm getting emphatic with my hand gestures and like destroys shoeless Joe Jackson's career. He never gets into the hall of fame. I, I also love how this, this guy, this guy, Alan described his pitch later to red Smith. One of like the most legendary uh, sports writers instead of calling it the EFIS or like a like a like a like a like a change up he just called it slow curves that's great it's a great spin zone yeah i was just throwing some slow curves out there just trying to get that Barry Zito like 70 mi- 72 mile an hour 12 to 6 curveball 
It's the name of your mom's porn movie. Oh! <laughs> Barry Zito's six to twelve. With the slow there we go. Curve. That's could that be the uh, could that be the the podcast title for this week? Sure. Barry Zito's six to twelve. Yeah, baby. I see a uh, another uh, baseball related topic on here. It's Ian Happ in all capitals. Is there a Cubs suck? Were any of the uh, the players on the on this replacement team also dealing with hair loss? Oh, I, thank you for leading into this segment, toilet, um, because that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. I've had to go back and forth to the suburbs of Chicago like six times in recent weeks, um, and one thing I noticed is that. Um, Zach, it's been a couple of years since you moved away. Um, the billboards for the Restore 24 hair no, loss no. have only proliferated. Um, obviously, like you still have Brian Erlacher up there with the same puns like tackle hair loss and hair lacquer. Um, <laughs> got Ryan Sandberg and yeah, Eddie Olchek. Right um, oh, they got Eddie Olchek on it now too. Yeah, they got Eddie Olchek. Um, usually with like some like cloying reference to the team, even though they can't mention it, um, or at least like the sport that that respective player or TV personality played. Um, the, the issue with Ian Happ is that nobody knows what Ian Happ looks like, so they have to set up one billboard that's just a picture of him that says Ian Happ. And nothing else on it. And then a couple miles down the road, it's Ian happier with more hair. Ugh. Ian Happ's it. probably Ian Happ's probably only like twenty six too, right? I don't know. Hey, we don't shame low T. Okay, some of us can't control follicle we're, we're growth. We're not. We're not shaming, but it just seems like an awfully early. Uh, endorsement for hair loss products yep yep exactly Ian Happ is 26 years old I mean it's not like he's some notorious Charlie Villanueva cue ball where it's like part of his brand he's like a ball player on the Cubs who wears a hat with facial hair most of the time like who knows what's under there he might have like flowing long locks for all we know I'm happy for Ian pay the boys get get whatever sponsors you can if a low T company wants to come sponsor this podcast i will be brimming with testosterone week to week yeah restore if if you want to if you want to sponsor this pod like i mean shoot i'll i'll grow some more hair if you need me to i'll do whatever it takes baby put it on my chest toilet i think you just need a cup of coffee (laughs) i am i'm dying from the inside i'm rotting as a human being do we do we want to commiserate on being busy right now yeah go ahead well, I'm just saying, I mean, that's just, it's, it's just the fucking worst. I mean, I just yeah. like, I, I will probably, when we're done with this, put a little, little peer back behind the curtain here, Wizard of Oz style. I will probably work a couple more hours after we are done recording this tonight. Yeah. Poor Zach, your, your calendar is, you know, you, you start the new year and it's birthday month. We're all fired up. Yeah. And then it's February. Who cares? Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl week. It's birthday month into Super Bowl week. And then it's all time Sunday. Like, I'm not kidding. The Sunday scaries, Sunday scaries, the Sunday scaries I get when the Super Bowl is over are like out of this world. Well, I was going to even pull an apart more and be like, oh, then you got Izzo, you know, and then we've got the madness. 
And then we've got uh, the Masters, Pitchers and Catchers Report. Yeah. And then we sleep in May. And then just and panic. Then it's Luke's birthday month. And then just Luke's four to five month. weeks of straight panic, Sunday scaries every day, waking up in a cold sweat, remembering a 1099 div you forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, is that what is that what you're helping helping your fellow podcasts with their IRS notices? Yeah, helping respond to toilets. Plea, hey, do I actually have to pay this ninety dollar charge the IRS is asking for? Zach advised no, obviously. Never Hell pay. yeah, dude. <laughs> Never he, pay. He advised to uh, 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 attach a copy of the Constitution <laughs> to that notice and send it back to the IRS. But with the 19th Amendment crossed out. <laughs> Actually, no, attach the Articles of Confederation. Women's suffrage, Luke? Come on. No, Whoa. what's what's, in, what's income tax? 16. Whoa, Luke. Canceled. 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 Respect. Um, Zach, yes, I am dying too. I tutor before school. I'm tutoring after school. I'm coaching two sports at once. I am dying. And I keep adding more and more onto my plate. Why? It's my own fault. I wanted to say no, but there's no way I could say no to you boys. So Uh, One of the things that i've noticed too as, as we've gotten like is the, 16 is, yeah is uh, thank you text. you're welcome um one of the things that i've noticed is like i've gotten a little bit older i don't get the hangover thing yet i know that's like right around the corner for me like going over the bridge to 30 and then hangovers getting much much worse but wow. i've noticed the caffeine sensitivity thing has really started to affect me where if i have like a cup of tea like i used to drink black tea when we did this and then I realized that I was getting like such shitty nights of sleep that it was fucking me up for the next 48 hours and I couldn't do it. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I, I hear you, man. I've stopped. Well, I mean, I pounded a cup of coffee, but that's special circumstances for the evening. I mean, normally I wouldn't do that at this late anymore. And I, I used to like, I would routinely, Luke, you can, you can attest to this, like toilet. I would, I would pound a cup of coffee like 730 every night back in the day. Wow. Yeah, just my well, after dinner coffee. What if help we take get things ahead. moving? You know, yeah. help keep things get your dinner. You know, pushing through your old intestines, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It helps you shit. That's what I'm trying to get to. Toilet. Uh, thank you. What yeah, if we uh, take a quick break? We all visit the me, and I take a D, and we all come back with a little bit higher T, and we get this podcast off the ground. Off the G. Off the G. I couldn't think of something around e. with it at the end. Damn it. Couple A, B, C's, bad bitch, double D's, Papa E. I don't give it F. Told you I'm a G. Do that music during the break. I need a quarantine day, so that should be a thing. Where like, hey guys, we know it's the middle of April and you're tired AF and the weather's just finally nice. How about we don't even count it on the calendar? Like nothing is allowed to happen. It's just a quarantine day. So like we go from April 13th and then tomorrow is just like it's going to exist, but it's not going to count as a day. It's going to stay April 13th. I think you're talking about playing hooky, my guy. 
No, but everyone gets it because the guilt part is that you're missing out or you're missing something. Like we're just going to like pretend that the next day happens, but it doesn't actually happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're you're calling out for like another holiday or like even like a midweek holiday just to be like, let's let's reset some things here. Let's yeah. like pull it all together a little bit. Been uh, going at 150 million miles per hour over these past couple of weeks. Let's like slow it down. Yeah, and you could like rotate it. So like every year it's a different month. Like it's January and then it's February and then the next year it's March, whatever. So like moving leap day to a different day but you get it off no matter what yes. it is yes exactly i just need a day where i can like do some gardening put my dishes away do some laundry not be at work not not check my email no one's allowed to email no one's allowed to go anywhere and like work you just stay home you don't go anywhere you just get stuff done in your house yeah dude I, i've been there like when I am in like in instances where I'm working hundred hour weeks and stuff like that, I like everything in my life just like takes secondary priority and I'm like not doing laundry and there's just like piles of clothes on my floor and I'm eating out all the time. And like I have heartburn constantly. Um, and you feel, and when you're in that situation, you feel guilty about pulling yourself away because it's not like that goes away. It's not like even necessarily goes away on the weekend. So mm-hmm. I, I understand what you mean, dude. Like if like if an EMP went off and like disabled all electricity for a day. Yes. Like the Sabbath. I just, I just, Maybe I they had it right too. the entire time, dude. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Zach, we were just discussing um, a separate topic, but it sounded like you were murdering both of your dogs in the background. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go clean up some dog poo. So uh, you, got, you guys want to do a quick huck update? Yes. Okay. Huck date. So for, sorry, I'm a little out of hook date, hook date. There's our musical sting for hook date. Nice. Uh, For the viewers who don't know at home, my, uh, my wife and I got a, another Corgi because we're Corgi people now. Um, I mean, as if we weren't before, but I guess, well, I mean, we had a Corgi, but now we're Corgi people. You always have been. So, uh, on what was this um so we've had him now for about a little over a week we got him when oh hey hey hank we got him the monday we got him the monday after easter so we've had him for about eight or nine days now and um we had some we have some like sort of strange looking plants that are growing in our backyard kind of like right behind the like right next to the door and they look like some sort of uh like they're kind of like some sort of uh, like a like a like a house plant or something you might see or something you would buy at like Home Depot. Well, um, you mean like Hattie, hostas or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my mother in law thought they were hostas at first. Um, so uh, uh, Hattie just decides to uproot one of these plants and just is yeah. carrying the stalk in her mouth with like all uh-huh. the flowers and everything, and she just like. I tried to get it from her and she ran away and she just started eating them. And so then she like kind of pulled out a few others and Huck started eating them too. I and tried so... to grab it. She ran away. <laughs> exactly. 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 And so, so I was looking at Katie and I was like, Hey, do you mind like trying to look up and see what kind of plant you think that is? And she's like, Oh yeah, sure. And so she, she does some typing, typing. She's like, you know, I think it was a uh, Lily of the Valley. 
And I'm like, um, excuse me. Anybody who's listening who has watched Breaking Bad knows exactly how bad Lily of the Valley and how poisonous Lily of the Valley could be. I thought immediately of Brock. I think what season four? Is it season Ripped. four? Um, I want to say four or five, but I don't remember. Yeah, well, one of the greatest, one of the the greatest seasons of television ever written. Well, from that you can infer that. Uh, Lily of the Valley is very poisonous to humans and to animals. And so I turned around to her like with a look of like, we need to pick both of them up and take them to the emergency room right away if you think that's Lily of the Valley. And so I look it up on my phone and I'm like, oh shit, it really does look like Lily of the Valley. So then Katie goes, you know what? Hold on. We're not, we're not, you know, we're, am- we're amateur botanists. We're not. We're not botanists. spending six thousand dollars on a hunch that this is Lily of the Valley. <laughs> We're not gonna go get blood transfusions for our full-grown dog and our puppy. Let's take a look at it for a second. And so she took a picture of this plant, and it turns out it's actually called Solomon's Seal, which is like. That not, also sounds ominous. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Po- it's not that poisonous. Apparently, I looked it up, and there's some dog. There's a shocker. I'm gonna sit there for. Take your drink out of your mouth so you don't spit it everywhere, Luke. There are podcasts about holistic dog treatments. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, apparently Solomon's seal is uh, in small and in proper doses can actually be good for inf- inflammation. So a toilet, I'll give you some um, that you can give to Hank. And you put it in some water and you boil it and put it over his food and it should help with his joints, especially with older okay. dogs. That's yeah, good to know. Go. There you go. Um, He's good enough. So I'll send you some. Inflammation tea. Yeah, give you dog inflammation tea for his kibble. So yeah, that was the Huck update, and we thought that he was dead, and we thought Hattie was dead for a little bit. Um, oh, and he he's still like he still just shits in the house all the time. So like he knows whenever I take him outside, he like pees basically like right away. Super proud of him. Knows what to do. He knows to pee outside, but he doesn't know not to pee inside. If that uh, makes sense. Yes. So I haven't I haven't been able to catch him enough in the act of peeing or shitting inside the house. <laughs> because that's the only way you, that's and that's the only way that you can train him is like yeah, you keep walk taking around him with a newspaper outside. in your hand, just like <laughs> Hey, ready, don't you ever ready, do ready. don't you ever do that with inside Mackinac. <laughs> don't you ever assume I'm gonna hit my ten pound corgi puppy? But he's actually he's gonna he's gonna be a chonk boy. He's nine nine weeks and ten pounds like He'll probably be about thirty. He'll probably end up being about thirty pounds, which is pretty big for a Korg. So that leads me into my question. You guys could probably hear my dog in the background squawking up a storm. How do you guys feel about capital punishment with your dogs? <laughs> <laughs> what what is the crime? So Hank just screams at the cat or just screams <laughs> at night. And which I give is, him which is funny because he doesn't really bark, he does scream. It's he like screams. a scream. Yeah. And I give him one swift bonk on the behind, and he stops. It works every time. Oh, corporal punishment. Oh, yeah. Capital punishment. <laughs> Capital punishment would be like killing your dog. Oh, yeah. Not not euthanasia. Not that. You can tell it's been a long day. Euthanasia, euthanasia is like the peaceful like end of life for an old dog. Like Capital punishment would be like... Oh, you shit in the house. It's now time for your cyanide pill. <laughs> Obviously not that. Your dog. Sometimes accidents happen, but when my dog just screams at 930 <laughs> at night and it's time to go to bed, sometimes a quick bonk on the backside helps him recalibrate. Is this important to me? 
No, I can stop screaming. <laughs> oh my god. Uh Euthanasia, shout out to Hideki Matsuyama. Um, oh, God. <laughs> the youth of eight, no. That's, uh, that's, a da- that's a David Sedaris bit. I can't take credit <laughs> for that. Um, All right, Luke, so you were bonking with the uh, Inside Mackinac uh, magazine. Can you give us a little uh, rundown what's going on over there? Yeah, so I have the Inside Mackinac magazine from summer of 2019. Oh, Great no. summer. I was cleaning out my office and I happened to find this periodical, which I had saved for some reason. I think it was at the B&B that I stayed at um, during Zach's wedding. There's an article in here. Don't don't hold the bridge of your nose. It's not about you, but I'm about to expose Mackinac Island as a bunch of frauds. Whoa. (laughs) Who go through an extraordinary amount of inconvenience when they know damn well what would be the proper solution to like their no car thing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm beginning on uh, page 24, uh, which is an article called the horse is King on Mackinac. Oh, really? From a horse drawn taxi to a lively carriage ride to trail riding on delivery. Horses are a way of life on Mackinac Island. There are many questions about the more than 600 horses that call Mackinac Island, the home for the summer Everybody wants to know what are all the ways the horses are used? And it goes through several examples, horse-drawn taxis, carriage tours, private carriage tours, horseback riding, drive your own carriage and dray service. Dude, those drive your own carriages are a fucking death trap. Like, it's like, Hey, have you ever ridden a motorcycle before? No, here you go. Here's a Ducati. Why don't you go take it out and have some fun? Now I woke up in a new Ducati. In order to accommodate these 600 horses, there is a system of infrastructure around Mackinac designed around horses and what horses do when horses are the king form of transportation on the island. However, I was looking up some other uh, potential activities to do on Mackinac Island. Page 28, I noticed that you can golf on Mackinac. You can. Did you know that there are three beautiful golf courses on the island? Complete with power golf carts. (laughs) Oh wow, what a fraud! Yeah, you don't. You actually would have been better is if you could put like a a a bag carrier behind a horse and use that. Yes, you need a small donkey or at least a caddy to do it. Like, why allow golf carts on the golf course? Like, it's like obvious that's a better solution than having horses. But no, we can only have bicycles and horses for some reason. So, <laughs> fraud alert, Mackinac Island, and that bullshit rule. Wow, that is hilarious. There are only I mean, nine holes. They're not. None of them are eighteen holes. They're nine holes. Uh, uh, okay, let me let me correct you for a second. Two of those nine hole courses make one eighteen hole course. Okay, so like the 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 Grand Hotel owns two of those nine hole courses. The one in town is a front nine, and then when you finish the front nine, you get on a carriage. There you go, Luke, a carriage, and it takes you up to the it takes you up to the back nine, and then you play the back nine up uh up in the middle of the island, and then the other nine, Wawashkimo is the public course, and that's the one that has actually two sets of tees. Has no one thought that, like, hey, this golf cart thing is pretty cool. I should get one of these for around town. <laughs> Just, yeah, I'm going to drive it through all the tourists on Main Street. Oh, but what horn What horn would you have, Luke? 
as you're driving through. But you have like La Cucaracha, Dixie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I wouldn't there have Dixie. Uh, I would have it uh, like in The Sopranos, The Godfather theme. <laughs> it's just like that the family guy bit where it's like lonely trumpet just keeps getting louder and louder just every time you just keep going through town it just or one of those uh jacked up pickup trucks that has the train horn on them i would have one of those on my golf cart <laughs> you just you just you just ripped off the uh the 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 goal horn from the Blackhawk Stadium, just like something that would teach people a lesson for having a one and a half ton animal as the primary mode no. of transportation on their island. No, I I think you should just get with the nautical term and just get the like novelty foghorn. Mm. We're we're basically talking about the same thing. I mean, no, I it's. Every every year, in all in all honesty, every year, like it gets brought up to the, it gets brought up to the uh, homeowners association. <laughs> no, it gets brought up to the city council about like sort of opening, like expanding the scope of electric vehicles that are allowed. So like the big one that they're really arguing about are those Pedgo bikes. You know, yeah, the ones that are yeah, the ones that are like part electric, part not electric, mm-hmm. but like. Even when you're in town, like when I was a kid, like you can't bring a skateboard through town. Like you can't ride rollerblades. Like you can't do any of that sort of stuff. And it has nothing to do with like really has anything to do Only with the safety. Only squares pay attention to no skateboarding signs, dude. The yeah. world is my skate park. <laughs> yeah, the world is my skate park. No, it has everything to do with like preventing runaway horse accidents because like those actually like they happen about like once every once every decade. There's a really bad runaway runaway horse uh situation where usually run involves away, like somebody run away, run yeah away. usually involves like a tourist or somebody getting killed and then like having what to, like, the horse down <laughs> yeah no By a no. horse <laughs> dude a horse carrying a, a horse carrying a uh carriage like right like driving trash. Yeah, full of trash oh and like, dude. Yeah, but like, don't think of you. Like, even you, toilet on your one bad leg would be agile enough to probably jump to the side. Like, think of like the seventy-year-old like oh, horse no. that's out there. He's just like a sitting duck. The garbage horse. I am not paying the... attention with my hearing aid out, eating fudge. This is the <laughs> best moment of my life. <laughs> Crunch, dude. Dude, those the 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 trash. The trash horses are like the biggest one. Those are the Belgian Drays. I would things. totally be a trash horse. <laughs> you, trash would, horse. You, would, you would be a trash horse. <laughs> they even have like almost the same color scheme as your hair. <laughs> Which is like if anybody's listening at home, it's like incredibly blonde and it's flowing like down to his butt crack. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh man, I love yeah, that. Yeah, no, the Bel- Belgian Dray is like uh, that, like super buff horse. It's like the like the buff version of Doge. You know the meme, buff Doge. Yeah. It's buff like that's Doge. what those 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 Belgian Drays look like. That compared uh, what's to like gonna your scare like, thoroughbred. What's gonna What's more likely to scare a horse? Uh, a Blue. golf cart or a drunk tourist? Uh, how about a drunk tourist on a golf cart? Ooh. Well, then you can pull him over for a DUI. <laughs> Just police pulling him over in like a police golf cart, too. <laughs> it's a police golf cart chase. 
No, they would probably have one of the souped up ones. I assume they had like an ATV or something. Uh, no, they actually have emergency vehicles on the island. But like to get around a little bit more rapidly, do they have like a ATV? Because they don't like take the squad car everywhere, I assume. No, they have a, I think they have a, um, they definitely have a, they have two fire trucks. They have an ambulance. And a then Segway. Have, <laughs> uh, and then I think they, they have, they actually have a, like an SUV, uh, like a, a paddy wagon SUV or whatever. I saw three. A penny uh, farthing. I saw three CPD bike cops roll through Logan Square, the park yesterday. Three, three cheese CBD. Yeah. Sponsor the pod, three cheese. They weren't doing three chi. They were doing cop bike. Not on the penny farthing. No, they've got like kind of nice black mountain bikes, twenty one speed. Kind of nice. They're probably like five thousand dollar taxpayer. No, they're not. They're not. They they look to be like about twenty pounds each. They look pretty heavy. Hmm. They're not like carbon fiber road bikes. Can we uh can we can we get in the trust tree for a second? Sure. I think I, I sent you guys a video of this today, but um I feel like uh am I am I is my is my my uh manliness being tested right now because uh today my wife decided to mow the yard. No dude, no. that's just that's just hot. That's just dope. <laughs> dude, dude that that thing that your wife did, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing chores Thanks, together, owning just a house it. together, taking care of it together. That's just hot. Like, dude. That's just like what toilet? What would you do if 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 lady lady toy lady toilet came over and was like, "I'm just gonna mow your yard." Well, I like to mow my lawn. Is it? Well, is this because like you're busy and you didn't have time to do it? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, toilet definitely helps me out. She's a joy to have. Um, I like mowing the lawn. It's like a nice little like break for me or whatever but yeah i think you know we we buck the gender norms and we allow anyone to do whatever chores that's they like true. to do that's true like are there chores that you like to do i i i do i do like to mow the yard i mowed the yard all every every other time before before today here's a here's a scenario for you i was at a gathering this past weekend and i i like to cook so i made a dip to bring over a pimento cheese dip as mentioned previous a racist pimento cheese dip. <laughs> a racist pimento cheese dip, and we roll in, and everyone's like, oh, my God, Toilette, your dip is so great. And she's like, um, thanks, but the or toilet made it. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> everyone was like, oh, my God, Toilette, this dip is so great. And she's like, actually, Toilet made it, not me. And they were like, oh, my God, really? Like, Toilet cooks? And like, yeah, Toilet, you can cook it all in the toilet, baby. That's our vertical also, integration, the the cookbook, Toilet Cooks. Toilet if Lucy Tiki could do it, you could do it, dude. <laughs> it, it just uh, everybody needs to know that Toilet stirs his uh, things, stirs his dishes with his finger, too. Hey, have you he, seen his yeah. kitchen now? We've come a long way. We have come a long way. <laughs> his kitchen From... is probably nicer than both of ours combined. I haven't seen your kitchen, so I don't know. It's definitely no, nicer toilet, than No, Toilet's mine. kitchen is much nicer. And it's come a long way from me mixing a dip with my fingers. Because I love to cook. Because <laughs> I love to cook so much, guys, that I didn't have the utensils to cook. Cooking is my passion. Cooking is my passion. That's, cooking... that's paleo, dude. That's what it means. Cooking is my passion. Cooking is my passion. Cooking is... Are you, what are you saying? Say... Um, all, of the, uh, all of the spoons in his house were animated. Mm. 
so he was cucking them by using his finger to uh, yeah because that's what they want that's they they want to stir the dip but by using his finger um he was denying them that and that's how they get off it's weird get some oh weird spoons dude. all right all right just a bunch of plastic chips in the bowl afterwards that they were watching that i don't really know what was going on <laughs> anything else we need to cover before we get out of here boys I smell something burning. Am I having oh. a stroke right now? I got a new phone, and I'm finally off the family teat. Wow! Oh, really? You gave own me a phone plan? I know. I'm moving up. I'm moving on up. I finally got my own my own plan. I the, I wanted to give a shout out to Jonathan who works at AT and T. Jonathan you at AT and T. Come on, the, the only Jonathan at AT and T. Did they have deals for new and existing customers? <laughs> Let me tell you, I was a new customer. My wife is existing, and we both got the same deal, sir. <laughs> <laughs> actually, they they actually have really good deals for teachers too. Was, was they it seven hundred? Teachers was it get seven hundred dollars off. Uh, yeah, actually, just about that. Yeah, for check your it. bill when it comes in because I had to go through hell to get like the actual seven hundred dollars taken well, off. Well, it's it's like we had to we had to trade in our phones, and you want to know what's fun when you get a new phone and you realize that you haven't iCloud backed up your phone in like four years, and you have eighteen thousand photos and videos to upload. Yikes. That's fun. That's like an entire like 36 hours of an iCloud backup, but we got it done. That think of all the awful. memories, all the cherished memories. That oh, yeah. Think of all of the cherished memories years. and screenshots. Thank you for the memories. And... <laughs> screenshots of Bovada. 36 <laughs> yeah. hours of uploading Bovada screenshots to the cloud. <laughs> what, what's the play here? <laughs> Bears at home money line. Luke, do, answer. Do we can't. Luke, can't do, we hedge, do we hedge out of our $5 bet? <laughs> this is arbitrage. <laughs> All right. Toilet's fully horizontal. I think we've got to call it an hour this week. Yeah, I'm just, the tea is so low. I'm in the bed with the cat. There's the cat. We're snuggling. Toilets fully horizontal. I think I'm having a stroke. Your uh, house is on fire. My house yeah. is on fire, or somebody's you, you, making you, popcorn very poorly. The cats are po- or the dogs are pooping everywhere inside, and the the birds are chirping already. Happy spring, boys! Happy spring, boys! Happy spring, boys! I thought I was someone else, someone good. Oh, 